Hey y'all, this is Courtney and Imani and you're listening to the Soul Sisters Podcast. This is the Soul Sisters Podcast. If you're listening for the first time, thank you for joining us. And you are now officially part of the SSP community. So welcome. And for those of you who tuned into season one and our previous episodes in season two, thank you so, so, so much for all of your support. We really, truly appreciate it. Imani, how are you? Hey, I'm doing all right. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? That's exactly what that sounds like. Whatever you think that means, however you want to interpret it, that's probably what it is. You know, when you really just don't have the verbiage to describe how you're feeling, mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. Like, you know, and I said this a couple weeks ago, like, not everything is bad, but it's not all peaches and cream. And I say that not like for pity or anything like that because i don't like to fake the funk like i can't sit up here and tell y'all oh everything is good because it's not yeah um i i don't like to smile unless i'm really in the mood to smile (laughs) so that's just me that's just me but no all is well how are you i'm all right this week the beginning of this week was really really rough um but today today was a better day my sister graduated from high school um even though i i wasn't there Yay. i live streamed shout out so. to cameron woo woo so that was a really exciting day for the family um overall i guess today was a better day um what else my tomatoes are growing my romaine is growing i planted mm-hmm. i planted um <laughs> bell peppers over the weekend i don't know why don't ask why but i did um and my biscuit class that i'm hosting is on saturday so that's pretty much so it that i can can i can that i can think of but i'm glad today was a better day than the rest of this week yes we like good days i guess i do have one update maybe because like this is something i'm really proud of quote unquote because it it was just something that i just did not think was going to happen for a while i had to buy a washer and dryer Mm. let me tell y'all something them mugs is expensive (laughs) is expensive are expensive okay but me being me i'm like well if i gotta spend the money anyways i'm just gonna get the best of the best Mm -hmm. i got this pretty um champagne set whoa and i'm so excited about it wow as much as i did not want to pay for a washer and dryer set the fact that it's a champagne set i have yet to see it in anyone else's house which is the reason why i got it (laughs) and it was memorial day weekend so it was a sale you know i still got a good deal on it yeah come on i mean it still costs but i paid a lot less than i was expecting so soon enough i will have a champagne washer and dryer you gotta send me a picture of that in my apartment and I'm proud of it because no one else has it. And I like having things that nobody else has. <laughs> I like having things that eyes have not seen. I'm just saying. 
that's what he promised. Granted, he probably was not talking about a Washington dryer set, but I'm going to take it and run with it. That's so good. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, usually we do Kingdom versus Culture, but just with a lot of things that have been going on recently that continuously affect um, the black community, we would be remiss to not mention it. Most recently, um, the tragic killing of, or killings of George Floyd and, and Breonna Taylor, um, quite frankly, it's it's exhausting. Uh, and I'm sure, Courtney, you share the same sentiments, both of us being black women who have, you know, black fathers and black brothers. And um, it's, it's frustrating. It's saddening. It's not surprising which is this which is part of what makes it sad yeah um and it's affecting all of us in many different ways i know for me i have a hard time like focusing at work for me i have a hard time talking about how we're going to market these chips to people in underrepresented cohorts in communities yeah when there's videos and pictures on social media of members of my community, the black community, being killed. Yeah. I just have a hard time doing that. And mm-hmm. I understand uh, being a minority in the workplace in corporate America, that's not something a lot of my counterparts have to think about. But yeah. I do. Yeah. You know, especially uh, me being such an advocate for, for black men and, and black fathers and whatnot. It's exhausting. Yeah. Um, how are you feeling about it, Courtney? Yeah, it's exhausting. Um, like I, I fasted Twitter today for the most of the day. It was just really exhausting. Um, I think one of the things I talked to a mentor about today and how as a community in some sense, we've sort of some in a little bit, we're sort of desensitized mm-hmm. by it. Um, I know I saw a tweet that um, a girl had said, she was like, when the, all of this happened, I just scrolled past it because it was it's so normal to me now. And she was like, I think the traumatic part of, in that is that I'm so used to it. And like, mm-hmm. that's, that's actually really traumatic that I'm so used to it that I can scroll past a video and not think much of it mm-hmm. um, because I, of how normal it is. So I think it's tiring. It's emotionally draining. Um, had a conversation with one of my coworkers today and just basically she was like, I have no idea what it's like to be in your shoes. I have no idea. And, you know, giving me the space to be vulnerable um, and to be open about how I was feeling. Cause there's a lot to take in. Those videos are a lot to take in. Those pictures are a lot to take in. And when you open on social media, all you see is their names. You see the pictures, you see um, the videos and it's, it's exhausting and it takes a lot of, um, emotional um, capacity to like process any of that. Um, so yeah, that's how I'm. That's how I'm feeling. It's just it's mm-hmm. it's a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. And so what we want to do, uh, we want to take a moment of silence for George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, um, Ahmad, and, and all the other um, victims that have suffered at the hands of um, police police brutality and and just um unnecessary 
killings and, and, and acts of violence. All right. So thank y'all for just allowing this moment. Um, it really means a lot. And, you know, we'll just continue to pray our way through. And I guess that's the only thing we can do. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts, Imani? No, let's move on. I don't want yeah. to so somber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the, to the topic of today is communication. So according to... Um, the Better Health Channel, good communication is an important part of all relationships and an essential part of any healthy partnership. All relationships have ups and downs, but a healthy communication style can make it easier to deal with conflict and build a stronger and healthier partnership. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about effective communication, healthy communication, all of that. Um, so the first question I want to pose to you, Imani, is how or why do you think um, effective communication is important in all relationships? Mm -hmm. Well, communication is critical in even having a relationship, I will say. I do have a counterpoint to that, but we will unpack that later on. Okay. Um, communication is where you experience the growth mm. in relationships. It sparks awareness. Mm. As people are explaining um, their personal needs in a relationship um, or even being vulnerable yeah. and transparent in a relationship, uh, communication is the tool in used to foster relationships. Um, I think communication makes or breaks <laughs> a relationship. And not only just communicating, just to communicate, but you emphasize effective mm -hmm. communication because um, the way we communicate plays a part into that as well. Yeah. What yeah. about you? What are your thoughts? I think it's just, I think effective communication is important because I think there, it's going to happen. Conflict is going to happen. Conversations are need are going to need to be had. And if you don't have the tool set to have effective communication, to get your points across, listen and, you know, be heard. I think, I think, like you said, it can make or break a partnership, a friendship, a relationship, whatever it may be. Um, and I also think when it comes to effective communication, I think it's just, it's just sort of like, a necessity like it, it it need it's a need to I think everyone has a, a need to feel like they can be heard and their their needs and wants can be heard and also um to understand of like how the how situations can grow and get better and things like that mm -hmm. yeah how has effective communication solved problems in your life or even the lack thereof caused problems in your life. Yeah. Um, solved, just being able to effectively communicate how I feel without all the rah-rah. Like, just like, hey, this is how I feel. Like, and, and being effective in that communication. So my tone, my approach, um, how I choose to, to, to say or frame things. 
that has solved problems and and then on my end like it helps someone understand how I was feeling and and vice versa helps me understand how someone else is feeling how it has how not communicating effectively have made things worse it just makes things worse because it's like I'm not trying to hear you I'm not trying to like understand what you're saying because I don't I'm not I'm not actively trying to effectively communicate with you you're not trying to hear the other person or the other person isn't trying to hear you it can be both ways Mm. it can be both ways it's like okay and you sort of can go into a conversation and figure out like is this going to be productive of productive and effective conversation um it, it not always is one-sided sometimes it's both people sometimes it is one-sided but I found that um being able to communicate effectively has allowed me to like the outcome of the conversations have been completely different than if when I wasn't effectively communicating if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah what about you I'm not gonna lie I'm having a hard time answering this question in terms of how effective communication has solved problems in my life because I'm thinking about the problems that have occurred in my life and it wasn't necessarily something boiling down to like communication Mm. um on my end for me I make it very clear (laughs) how I feel about things like there there should never be a misunderstanding on how Imani feels about things so I've never had an issue with people um, not being aware of how I feel because of my communication style. Mm. Now, how I've made other people feel, different story. And we will unpack that later. Um, I think for me, the biggest thing is learning how to communicate with the many different people and personalities in my life. Mm. Um, one relationship in particular, I'm really understanding how to communicate with this person. And this is the first time I'm being intentional about it, to be completely honest. And I think for me, it's just opened my eyes and forced me to change some behaviors. It's not easy, but because I have respect for this person and I genuinely genuinely want to be a better communicator it's something that i'm willing to do what behaviors are you changing my tone Mm. um the way i say things how i frame things that and that's so hard for me because it is (laughs) um so i'm learning about the new behaviors that come with learning how to effectively communicate. And I think that in itself has, is something that will help nurture the relationships in my life. Got you. Mm -hmm. Got you. What are some of your strengths when it comes to communicating effectively? I get right to the point. Like I don't, I I don't beat around the bush. I'm not going to take you all around the world. If you want to know how I feel, you will know right then and there. Um, Because I never want to leave people guessing how I feel, especially if I'm expressing my personal feelings about something. You will know how Imani feels about it. Like I said, that'll never be an issue. Um, I think another strength is 
being able to switch my communication styles depending on the setting. So how I communicate at work is very different than how I'm communicating with my friends on the phone or even how I'm communicating to people at church, especially if I'm serving. So I guess part of it is like code switching, if you uh, if you will. But being able to um, meet people where they're at depending on the environment and setting I'm in. Mm. Mm. That's good. Have you found that to be challenging to keep up with? Yes, especially at work, because who wants to code switch every day of their lives? Not I. Um, and in some ways, I don't feel like it's my authentic self. Um, because talking to Imani Steele is very different than talking to Imani. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Imani's gonna say, "Hey, girl." Imani is gonna be like, "Hey, how are you?" <laughs> That just I don't I'm not gonna say it's inauthentic, but that's not me. Cause I wanna hey girl you or hey I wanna do that. I can't do that at work. Yeah. Because then I become that black person. So yeah. um it's 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 mentally draining, but at the same time I've gotten so good at it, sometimes I just mm. do it naturally and am not aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What about you? What do you think your strengths are? I think I think for me, one of my strengths when it comes to communicating is I try to be very careful with my words, like depending on the setting. So usually every conversation that I have, I practice before I have the conversation because I want to hear it out loud before I say it. Be like, ooh, your tone on that was not the best. Or, ooh, they may take this the wrong way if you said it like that. So I usually practice a lot of my conversations beforehand, um, which I think it's like for me just to be careful what I say. Um, so whether it's like a something happened at work and it's like, yeah, this is, I felt like someone was overstepping me, like, yeah, I need to have this conversation, but I'm going to practice it before I do. I'm going to, I'm definitely going to like practice it. Um, or even like something frustrated me in one of my friendships. Like when you said that, that just, that you're like, I'm going to practice it before I bring it up. Just mm-hmm. so, um, what I, cause I want to make sure what I'm saying is actually how I feel and like not go off spur of the moment, uh, feelings. So that's a strength. It's also a weakness in a sense, but we'll get to that. Um, another thing is when it comes to communicating, I think I can I, code switch definitely is a big one. Um, I Courtney, Courtney at work is my, my program manager actually listens to our podcast. So Jenna, if you're listening, Hey girl. Hey Jenna girl. <laughs> Hey, hey this Jenna. Is Imani. This is not Imani Steele. If I would have came to the office, I would have been like, "Hi, Jenna. How are you? It's hey, so nice Jenna. to meet you. How, hey, how do you enjoy working at this I'm, corporation? I'm. Screaming. What are some of the critical experiences that you have gained? I'm screaming. So, but one of the things that Jenna mentioned to me last week, she was like, "You're Courtney, like around the board." 
And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, you know, you're, 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 you're same authentic self around the board, the same way that you are on the podcast. She was like, it was sort of like you were just talking to me. Like, and I was like, huh, really? She was like, I mean, you're the candidness, the like, the openness. Um, I guess that was the same thing, but, um, just like my personality, I guess, like shines through. She was like, she was like that authenticity, like it's sort of just swept through both ways. So I guess like that's, Hmm. and I was like, really? I I was really taken aback by that because I was like, uh, yeah, I think that's a fair statement to be completely honest. You think so? Yeah. Why? Because I know you in real life. I mean, <laughs> duh. <laughs> because, because, I mean, I just, we have a relationship outside of the podcast. Like, I talk to you outside of the podcast. That's true. I think um, it was just for someone who, like, knows me on a professional level to listen to the podcast and be able to tell, give me that feedback. It was like, huh, interesting. So, yeah. Um <laughs> That's interesting. Well, that's good. You're shout consistent. I want some cons- feedback. Y'all let shout, me know. I shout mean, out. I'm weak. I'm sure my parents will let me know. <laughs> but <laughs> Shout out to Pops and Mama Gina. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I think that, um, what is another strength? I think this is this is also another uh, a weakness, in, but it's, it's a strength. I'm going to let you know how I feel, and it and it may not you going to know and i'm a, i'm going to keep saying it so you know for real how i feel and i'm going to need you to know how I, like i need you to acknowledge how i feel that's why i and i say it over and over again so you understand so what she's saying is she over communicates like, i over let me get to the point she over communicates probably yeah but i think that's it's a strength because like you said before, for you, there's no guessing of how I feel. However, I overdo, we can get into that. The we- mm-hmm. I guess, okay, moving into weaknesses, I mm-hmm. overdo it with hitting it on the head too many times. Like, I feel this way. And then I'll phrase it differently, basically saying the same thing. And I do it a couple more times so you really get it. And so it's at this point, it's sort of like you're just over communicating. You're just having the same conversation over and over again and that's one of my areas of improvement um i think another weakness is like i'm emotionally driven and so if i don't practice sometimes um my conversations it can be very emotionally driven depending on how i feel if there's something that made me upset or there's something that uh really made me excited i could like like you said over communicate and i can like beat it and like all the emotions that I feel will come out and it won't be really effective. It'll just be emotions. You're not going to be really hearing what I'm saying. It's just like a flood of emotions rather than like, Hey, I feel this way. This is what I think should happen and like, keep it pushing. But like an area of improvement for my communications, um, definitely is just to be able to say what I mean, mean what I say and keep it pushing. But I just be like people, I feel like sometimes people don't be hearing me though. I think that's another thing, but whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so those are my areas of improvement when it comes to communicating effectively. Thanks for sharing. What about you? Oh, it's my tone. 
this is nothing new. I think this is the first time in my life where I'm like, okay, maybe you should adjust. It's 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 always been my tone. It's never been eh, okay. Sometimes it has been what I've said because um, I understand that I can be pretty ruthless. I can come across as short, cold-hearted, stubborn. But then my tone, it's the way I say things. And let me tell you why I do it. I do it because in the past, I have learned that sometimes people don't really get what you're trying to say until you say it in the way that you you really feel. Sometimes people don't understand you're upset until you frame things in a way to let them know that, hey, I ain't the one, two, or three. <laughs> That is what I have learned in the past. One, Granted, two, there have been some situations where my tone did not benefit either one of us, right? Did it benefit me or the person I was trying to have the conversation with. But it's it's how I say things, how I frame things. It is a desire of mine to get better with that. It really is. I promise you it is. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Let's keep each other accountable. At the same time, <laughs> I just, there are some instances where people don't take you seriously unless you like, you know, say it with your chest, unless you give them a little attitude. Sometimes people don't take you seriously. You know how people be like, you don't take me seriously until I act crazy? <clears throat> because that is a thing in some cases. I am not saying we all should be acting crazy. That's not what I'm proposing. I'm just trying to provide some context as to why this is a weakness of mine. Now, I don't always come at people crazy. I don't. It's when I've it's when I am upset, which sometimes it takes me a lot to get upset. Other times I'm very irritable. It really depends on the day. Especially this season of my life. I'm just being transparent. But it's my tone. It really is. And it, it's something that I'm, I'm trying to work on. It's something that I'm praying on, actually. I've gone to God with this plenty of times. And he's checked me plenty of times. And it's just, it is a, it is a day by day thing for me. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Because your facial expressions... I don't have any thought. I literally just said. Maybe because she's been on she's been on the receiving end of of some of my not so nice way of saying (laughs) things. I'll be completely transparent with that. There have been instances where I have talked to Courtney sideways. And And I'll be crying. There have been instances (laughs) where I've had to apologize. Because And then but then also same here. There have been times where my emotions flood a conversation. And then she's like, like the the two weaknesses don't don't combine, like don't don't match the the emotions. And so let me tell y'all what happens. I'm quick to not text back. I will Man, leave you on red. This girl will leave you, you will, on red. You, I, I'm sorry, y'all. This middle. is me. I am that person. When I'm fed up, I'm fed up. You can send me paragraphs on paragraphs this on girl. paragraphs, and I Yo. will hit you with the okay, okay, y'all, or the like button. Yo. That is Yo. what I do because Yo. I'm not gonna feed into it. See, that's the thing. That's I don't have we're time different. for this. Cause I will literally like send paragraph after paragraph of like how I'm feeling and like just 
all of these emotions. And it, and it could be based off like something that she said in her tone was a right. And I'm responding to that in an emotional place. And she hits me with the okay. Okay. Or she doesn't read it. And it's like, oh, and that takes me to a whole nother level because now you read it and or all you got to say is okay. Yeah. And I'm pouring out my feelings. Because when I say okay, Ooh, I did not read the whole thing. You I did not. It. You did not. You I'm did not. Honest, y'all. The, the message hadn't even been sent and she, she takes Nine like, times okay. out of 10, that phone is laying face up on my kitchen counter. Or my bed, my dresser, whatever, and I just so happen to walk by, see the paragraph, take a quick glimpse, and say okay, and go about my day. I'm not ashamed to admit that. I think for me, that's how I don't want to say a self care, um, but that's how I like manage emotions because not responding think, is a response. And I think for me, on the flip side of that, my me getting like my emotions out and communicating my emotions that's how i that is my self-care because i will go and say i'm for the longest i internalized so much so now at this point i'm like i'm gonna tell you how i feel straight out but then when it's not met with the same energy of oh i hear you or i understand or (laughs) you can like that's when it like back on that because i don't always say okay sometimes i will hit you with the it's not always it's not always but the times i do hit you with the i understand you still send me paragraphs that is then (laughs) i will proceed to say say okay because i heard you the first time and see, that's another, like, one of my areas of weakness. I, I get it. I over-communicate because I really want you to get it. Like, whole 360, like, I want you to to understand how I'm feeling in every capacity of the situation. And then sometimes, like, yeah, we, yeah. And the okays and, you know, I just, my feelings be hurt. But, you know, check it out. Go to God. <laughs> Write another paragraph. I don't <laughs> and she will get another okay. But she deals with it her ways. And that's... that's At least we're honest. At least we're honest. Hey, ain't no other way to be to be completely honest. <laughs> ain't no I'm weak. Other. I ain't perfect. No, not at all. <laughs> and I think it's honestly... I think, at least for me, I don't know about for you. You have taught me a lot in doing that like sometimes i don't have to be as emotional like sometimes i re like reread the text like okay you didn't have to be that emotional like you could have left it alone at that like you you could have left it at that and so learning to be like okay i've i've really taken note it, it's mm. i don't like it i really don't because i really mm. want to just get it out hmm but the back and forth, like, it's just like, okay, I'm over-communicating and she's tapped out. And so, like, what is the point of me com- com- continuing to communicate and she's just, like, not here? Like, that's fair. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. It sucks. I'm not going to lie. It sucks. But Sometimes I guess. we need new tools in our toolbox. I just like to, I just, I just need people to know, like. Oh, they know, Courtney. Trust me. They know. I just got to make sure. I got to make sure. But that that's that on that. We have areas of improvement. We can keep each other accountable in these spaces. Uh, What? 
Okay, what? listen, this is me. And this sound, this is going to sound so bad. Oh, what if I don't want to be held accountable? Like, what if I just want to walk out this process in my time? But who says you can't walk it out of your time but still being held accountable? No. I mean, I can be, but uh, that sound, this sounds so bad. I'm not a terrible person, y'all. This is just <laughs> me, okay? Y'all, sad. <laughs> this, is, this is just me. I got real sad. No, because you know there are some areas in your life where you don't want someone to hold you accountable. Maybe that's a way to, like, manage your sin. Oof. Whoa. Hmm. Interesting. I'm going to reflect on that after this episode. <laughs> I think I just told on myself. Well. Huh. Whoa. Yeah, mm. got me. I'm yeah, a journal on that one. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, that's a wild one. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. <laughs> right. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so, our last question: How does communication play a part in the church? So, getting our messages across, um, communicating effectively in our relationships that we have with people in the church. Mm-hmm. All of that. Yeah. Oh, man. It depends on the context, right? So us as believers, right? We are the church. We're not limited to a physical building. So we have to be strategic. Um, We have to be tactful in communicating to non-believers. Yeah. Especially in a way that you are trying to spread the gospel or even share uh, your your stance as a Christian on whatever the subject may be. I think as far as um, in the church, well, this isn't just limited to, you know, um, in the body as a whole, but especially thinking about people in leadership who are pastoring people um, or held or, or are held accountable over a group of people. Yeah. It's um, tailoring your communication style to different individuals which mm-hmm. is draining yeah oh my gosh it's draining um but it's essential because not everyone is the same mm-hmm. and i think that's the most effective way to communicate and it really reminds me of how um you know david slept with bathsheba and nathan the prophet he didn't just outright say uh, you shouldn't have done that, and this mm-hmm. is what's gonna happen to your house. He started off with the parable to to get David to understand the severity of the sin that he caused. Yeah. So I think as leaders, um, in the church, we have to be careful with how we frame things to certain people. Some yeah. people you can be direct, yeah, quick and short with. Yeah. Others, you can't. You have to be more tactful. Yeah. I'd even go on and saying like when it comes to communicating sermons and teaching, mm. like you can't start preaching to people that in assume that everyone understands mm-hmm. the basic principles of the Bible or whatever. Like that's like going into, I don't know, a service of, of brand new fresh believers and want to talk about the Ark of the Covenant, like, and going deep into that, like, what, like that, like the communication has to be has to be tailored to the people, um, and like where they they're at. I'm not saying that you can't 
start talking about it but you you're gonna have to break it down to layman terms you're gonna have to make it more digestible um compared to if you're in like i don't know a leadership session with your with the people under you like that like that would be different communication if that makes sense does that make sense yeah it does and that really boils down to knowing your audience knowing your congregation yep and so man my heart really goes out to pastors for many reasons but thinking about when you're uh developing your sermon creating your sermon the many different types of people, people. that you have in your congregation. So yeah. not only from a generational perspective, but then a gender perspective, yep. a racial perspective, yep. even an intellectual perspective. So you mm. have to find the balance between keeping it simple enough for the illiterate, but also throwing in some um, uh, some examples or, or something within your sermon that, allu- that alludes in in showcases your intelligence yeah. and your intellect, especially yeah. when it comes to extraditing a text to appeal to the intellects within your audience. Yeah. So it's like a broad, broad range. And I mm-hmm. think that is a challenge that a lot of pastors face. Yeah. How do I deliver this message in a way that speaks to every Everybody. single person um, in this room? And I've thought about like, I asked a pastor this question. I said, hey, like, why don't you prophesy during service as much as you could? Because I know and I can sense when um, you are receiving a word for the Lord for someone, but you don't speak it. And he told me, he said, hey, you have to understand there are different types of people within the congregation. He said there are some members or some people in the congregation that love those highly charged atmospheres where the prophetic is heavy deliverance is happening there's no um preaching going on it's just straight up demonstration signs and wonders miracles there are other people that come to receive the word the word to take something home that they can apply yeah they're not necessarily here for the demonstration not that they don't want it but they're looking for um a lesson something that they can apply to their own lives and that just goes back to knowing our audience which goes Mm -hmm. back to our point of knowing the person that you're communicating with that's good that brought me to a point um like like last not last week week before last mike todd's sermon it 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 went from worship to like it was all worship the whole sermon and getting on twitter people were angry that he didn't preach and it was so interesting of him having to explain why um allowing god to move in that space was important and it was so interesting of like, for me, who's always been in church in these moments, I live for those moments of being able to be in worship the whole service. And that's God is just moving the, in the entire time. But then literally getting on Twitter and seeing people literally angry that there was no word being given and him having to communicate and being effective in that communication to explain um, what was happening, what was the process, you know, like all of that. It was just, it's very interesting. Very interesting. I have my personal thoughts about this relationship goal series. That's a whole nother. Have you watched it? I will not be watching it. We okay. We can talk after this. (laughs) Listen, they gonna be like Imani's a hater. No, no. Mm -mm. She's not the only one that I've heard this from. So Mm -mm. Mm -mm. maybe that's an episode we'll do. I'm more than happy to share my thoughts. Okay. Someone keep us accountable on that. 
we can we'll be accountable in that we want accountability partners we, we part. want right we want accountability partners for that mm-hmm. um is that it for that yeah that's okay it. um so the bible verse for this week is colossians 4 6 let your conversation be always full of grace seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer to how to answer everyone um apostle paul wrote this and basically like was talking about evangelism during this time and like uh just basically like clear communication of how important it is uh when it comes to evangelizing but and just know you can apply it at least i think um sissy correct me if i'm wrong of just how you should operate in your daily life like Mm -hmm. every conversation that you should have should be graceful should be um positive you know even in those i think even comp those conversations where conflict can be happening i think you can still extend grace in those i think Mm -hmm. it's i think you can still do that um and yeah so colossians 4 6 i think that's just a good a good verse to live by and when i when i was looking this up it sort of convicted me of like i could be more graceful towards people i could be my conversations Mm -hmm. the way that i speak towards people um i could give me people a lot more grace um so you know, we got to love the Bible because it convicts us with love. So, um, yeah. Cool. That's yes. it. Yes. We all can use some grace. Some grace, child. We can use it and we can give it. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. All right, y'all. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you that you are the God of wisdom. We thank you that you are a God that will continuously help us develop um, and equip us to become the people that you have called us to be. Father, I pray that you help each and every one of us with our communication skills. Um, You give us new tools, Heavenly Father, to use as we are speaking um, to people we know, to people we love, and those that we are even called to reach. Um, Give us wisdom. Help us be strategic communicators. Help us be tactful communicators and demonstrate your love, your peace, Heavenly Father, your grace as we are communicating to one another. We thank you for the Holy Spirit and the fruits of the Spirit. So help us make the decision, Father, to yield to those fruits um, that you have given us, Heavenly Father. And we just thank you so much for helping us evolve and become better and better day by day. We need you for you are our daily bread, God, in Jesus name. Amen. 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 So y'all know the drill, new episodes every week. Um, If you have any topic suggestions and someone, like I said, keep us accountable for this relationship goals episode, fill out the form in our link tree uh, link tree in our bio on Instagram. Um, Don't forget to join our Slack channel where you can connect with other believers and us. And of course, let us know what you think of this week's episode. And until next time, y'all be blessed and we'll talk to y'all soon. Bye. Bye.